So what I'm just going to give you is just two ideas or concepts that you can think about and we'll touch on them in more detail during the week. I think the first is, is our intention for the week. And uh, the theme. And the intention that we might go with is to try and experience healing in every moment. So every moment of consciousness and every thought and every act that flows from that across the week that we would seek to experience healing. It doesn't mean that every moment is a perfect moment. That's the whole point of healing. We have suffering, we have discomfort, we might have sore backs, we have, might have things that we're worried about. The point is we're seeking to experience healing in every moment. Healing is not the absence of discomfort. It's not the absence of illness. And the way we're going to do that is by the practice of pure attention. So pure in, that, in this context means is attention without attachment, without seeking anything without looking to achieve something, without reward. without wanting to be good at it. It also means without fearing that we're not good at it. Without thinking about, am I the only person, everybody else seems really good at this, and my mind is just full of rubbish, everybody else is great at it. So letting go of that, that's an attachment. And again, without the attachment of, is this working? Is this good? Am I having, am I doing this well? Is, is this a good retreat? Should I have gone to another one? You know, should I be doing another practice? Should I be, I heard about this type of practice or that type of practice. Well, I, maybe I'll try a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So letting go all of those. And there's another feature of pure attention and that is that it's, there's something sacred about it, or respectful about it, or loving about it. So when we're practicing pure attention, it's attention without any attachment. And it's attention that is sacred. And that's in every moment for the next week.
another purest form of attention, which becomes our predominant practice over the week, is the practice of meditation. And meditation is without attachment. And the type of meditation we're talking about is not mindfulness, which is a very good preparation, where you're thinking about something or being aware of something. It's going beyond that now, where there is no thoughts, no images. So it's so the so the practice of meditation is our is our base, is our foundation. And we practice that in as pure manner as possible. In other words, without attachment, without thinking, without images. And we practice it in a way that is loving or respectful or sacred. And that type of practice of meditation or that practice of, of attention has a transformative effect on us. And we can only speak about this through our own personal experience. I can't tell you what you feel or what you will feel. But the experience of people who've meditated is that it takes you from a place of agitation to being more peaceful from a place of distraction to awareness, from a place of being fearful to, to where you're not so fearful, from a place where you are wanting to a place where you are not wanting. Well, those are words to describe an experience which is beyond words. So even the ushering of them in some way or other spoils the experience. But we use the words in the discussion just to guide us, to, as the raft, as it were, to get us across the river. We don't carry that raft with us then. It's pointless. So we then seek to allow that um, pure attention and the practice of meditation to flow out. We, we might think of, of our practice of meditation as, occur, as, as where we're in a state of being. And, and we're allowing that practice of pure attention to flow out into our doing. And our doing is our thoughts, as well as our acts. So we might think about, and, and I'll, we'll touch on this later on in the week, the nature of attention to others, 
And if we think about what it feels like when somebody gives us great attention and their fullest attention, how do we feel with that? And then how do we feel when somebody is just giving us no attention and we're looking for their attention? And think of a child who is being given attention and how nourished they are by that attention. And a child that is not given attention. We, we can see that. We, we, if we were to view that, it would generate something within us. We intuitively react to it when we see it. And then if you think of what we would teach to and what, what we find useful in healthcare is if you're dealing with, so imagine you're dealing with somebody who's dying who you can do nothing for. You have no cure. Think of the impact of pure attention to that person and what that does. So what, a, what attention does is, is it opens up a sense of awareness within us. So it opens up a sense of awareness both in the subject and the object of the attention. And I'll give you one example of this, which is, I was, uh, we, we see it quite a bit actually, but it's sometimes hard to, to, to describe. But I was, I was giving a talk on this, and the moderator uh, of the, uh, at the meeting said, um, uh, something really happened to me that resonates with. And she was looking after her uh, father, who was dying of Alzheimer's. And he was well beyond recognizing her. And she was the carer, she was caring for him. And a few days before he died, he looked up at her and he said, I can see love in your eyes. So even in a state where the, his entire physical, his, his body is physically imploding, his, his mental state is gone. Her pure attention is generating an awareness within him at a very deep level. And it's an awareness of healing, an awareness of love. And then he is, uh, through his awareness, she is in turn being made aware of something deep that's happened between the two of them. So it's an example of healing her pure attention with nothing, she could do nothing else. Pure attention leading to healing and awareness in him and healing in her. 
so this speaks to the to the healing power of pure attention at its deepest level. So, as Lawrence said, whether we come from whether we're religious or part of involved in or committed to the institutions of the church or whether we're spiritual or whether we've whatever our perspective we we can still think of meditation as as a form of prayer it, it actually is a form of prayer that exists in all the different wisdom or traditions very clearly articulated and described most beautifully, I suppose, in the Upanishad texts of a few thousand years BC, but present in Buddhism, present in you know, Taoism, present in Judaism, present in Islam, present in Christianity. Obviously, in the later of those religions, dominated by a different type of religious practice and marginalized to a large degree, but present nonetheless. And those that practice the meditation in Christianity, the mystics essentially, would describe it as the purest form of prayer. So we might just finish by saying, for the week, let every prayer or meditation be an act of pure attention and let every act be a prayer of pure attention. So let every time we meditate we aim to practice pure attention and every time we act, whether that's a thought or a deed, we practice or we approach it as a prayer, in other words, in a sacred way of, of pure attention. So I suppose with that we'll, uh, do you want to summarize or do you want to meditate? Yeah, talking or not is uh, involved in the journey uh, of discovery and that we all hope that everyone will, will feel that uh, grace and, and happiness really of discovering something new <coughs> uh, about oneself and in oneself. I, I think the attraction to meditation is very related somehow to our deep human need for healing. Whatever it may be, we how or where or we need to be healed. But that need for healing is is is, is deeply 
part of our humanity. And our attraction to meditation is linked to that in some powerful way. So that we may not feel that or conceptualize that at first, or know that that connection exists, but I think we feel it after a while. We feel that the meditation is healing, or is opening us to healing in some way. And in this uh, process, and as I was saying earlier, in this week of coming and going, we will discover that if we want to learn to meditate, and we are always learning, that's why it's a discipline. The word discipline means to learn. If we're learning to meditate, and that is part of our life, then uh, we discover that we need a capacity both for solitude and for community. Some people may be more solitary and some people may be more gregarious. <coughs> but uh, you'll probably find uh, you, you become more balanced. And we discover this because we meditate on our own and we meditate together. And each of those ways of meditating actually complement one another. When we meditate alone, we realize that we are not isolated, we're not alienated, we feel healed from our sense of separation, we feel more in harmony, and when we meditate with others, we realize that we are, each of us, unique. We're not in a crowd when we meditate. We're not like the 80,000 at Croke Park this afternoon. There's one big crowd, you know, with uh, great fun, but not quite the same as when we meditate together. So when we meditate together, we, we experience solitude. But then we also realize that solitude is our capacity for relationship, the deeper relationship. Because the more you know yourself, the more you can be in a meaningful relationship with others. And then this experience that we find through meditation, and I think hope we find it <coughs> in new ways, and interesting and wonderful new ways uh, during this week, or that we will touch something that will awaken us later, after we've left here. This experience that we find through meditation runs through all levels and aspects of our lives. It's not just the times of meditation. And it, it's a bit more like a radio wave that tr travels at or near the speed of light. And the radio wave can pass through brick walls. So the experience of meditation really passes into every, through every layer 
of our life and personality and even our history. That's why it can heal us from things that happened in the past, as well as open us to the next phase of our life. And it also um, it also therefore has a capacity to uh, integrate, to unify, which means to simplify and to heal. All of those are aspects of healing. And the uh, phrase that uh, Barry has, uh, has used, which is a phrase we might take as a, as a sort of a theme for this uh, retreat, is healing in every moment. And meditation, I think, opens us to see how that works. Because the meditation, if we're doing it, you know, we're serious about it and we're doing it, making it part of our lives, we begin to see that meditation doesn't just stop when, we, when the bell goes, but it continues. And so every moment is, is connected to this place of wholeness and healing that is at the deep center of our being. So that's why it changes our lives. Good. So let's, uh, let's meditate again now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>